This anointed teaching by Dr. Beverly Volmerans comes to you from Christian Family Church International. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's give Jesus a big praise. Let's give Jesus a big praise. Let's give Jesus a big praise. He's so good. He's so wonderful. It's so wonderful again to be home. What an honor and a privilege it is for me to be your mother in the faith and to be the pastor's wife and for me just to be able to serve you with the bread of life and to pray for you. It's such an honor for me. I never take it lightly. I I love you so much. We pray for you. You You're just in our hearts at all times. And my scripture for you would be, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, health even as your soul prospers. And before I begin tonight's word, just remind all the ladies that on March the 16th, we are having our womankind. Again, God has been, yes, it's only 150 rand, that's all, 150 rand. So get your ticket, it's cheap, it's inexpensive, it's so inexpensive you can buy a few for your friends. And don't forget that God has given me a special word for the woman. I believe they'll be changed and challenged and never be the same. And we'll go to the next level in God when you come and be ministered to by God's word. And we've got so many fun things as well. We've got a chef who's going to pretend teach us to cook. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so good. Let's pray. Father, into your presence we come. We're so thankful, Father. We're so thankful that we serve you. We're so thankful that our names are written in the Lamb's book of life. We're so thankful that we can walk in the authority that you've given us. We're so thankful we can walk in freedom. Tonight, Father, I thank you for the precious Holy Spirit. Precious Holy Spirit, I thank you that you'll rise up big within me now and you'll think through my mind and speak through my lips of clay. And I declare that I'm a servant ready to be used by the Master. And I thank you that I will speak your word fearlessly, boldly, accurately, carried by the wind of the Spirit. Thank you for fresh revelation. Thank you that fear will be dispelled, with faith will rise in the hearts of your people. Thank you tonight they will be empowered, they'll be excited, they'll be ignited. And Father, thank you they have a new sense of expectancy in their heart that you are a good God and you've got good things planned for them. And so, Father, we are not only hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. And therefore, we have good success in life. And everybody said, Amen. And you may be seated. The title of my my message tonight is called, Raise Your Expectations. I've come as a mother in the house to raise your expectations. There was a young man by the name of Kemmons Wilson. When he was only nine months old, his father died, leaving his mother to be a widow at the age of 18. At the age of 18, she couldn't really uh, provide much for him. In fact, they were very poor. You could say they were dirt poor. Many times they only had um, a kilo of butter beans that they could boil and, and live off and eat off for over a week. So they were very, very poor. Although the, the food was scarce, Kevin's mother's love was abundant. She used to put her child on her knee and she spoke words of life that would change his destiny forever. She said, Kevin's, 
You are destined for greatness. You can do anything you want in life if you work hard and you will achieve it. She said, Cameron, you're not destined for poverty. You're destined for greatness. So don't look at the current circumstance and think this is your lot in life. No, my son, you are destined for greatness. So she spoke words of life into him. So what was she doing as a mother? She was raising his expectations that one day he could get out of the life of poverty that they were living. He did not have to grow um, a poor for the rest of his life. Thank God for men and women who speak into our lives and raise our expectations. When Clemens was 14 years of age, he was hit by a car and the doctors told him, Clemens, you'll never walk again. Thank God for his mother, Ruby, who took leave of absence from her job in a meat packing plant. She moved into his, hotel, his hospital room to take care of him. Every day she spoke to her son lovingly, but sternly, and she said, listen, my boy, you can either listen to the doctors for the rest of your life, and you'll not be able to walk, you'll be an invalid, or you can determine that you will walk. But she said to him, my son, it depends how badly do you want to walk. Every day when the doctors came into the room and said, your son will not walk, she would say, Clemens, my son, don't listen to the doctors. Tell me, how badly do you want to walk? Because if you believe you can walk, you will walk again. After she spoke these words of expectations into his heart, it took a year before he believed her. But after a year, he got up and he started walking and he said, Mom, I'm going back to school. And he walked on his own to school because he believed his mother's words which said, you can do what the doctor says you can't do. Praise God for men and women who speak words of affirmation and expectation in our lives. A year later, uh, the, uh, the Great Depression hit, and his mom lost her job like many millions as well. So Clemens decided he was going to leave school, and he vowed to himself that he would never be poor again. He said, if you read his story, he said he knew he could not fail in life because of, what his mother's, because of his mother's words of life his mother's expectations. He knew he could not fail. He knew he would succeed even though he was poor. He left school and started working very hard. He worked in the hotel industry for many years. And then in 1952, a gentleman by the name of Wallace Johnson joined Clemens and they together built the largest hotel chain at the time called the Holiday Inn. Wallace was also a Christian, and he insisted that there be a Bible in every room in the Holiday Inn. Even today, when you go to the Holiday Inn, you will see there's a Bible in each room. When Clemens retired in 1979, the annual revenue of the hotel chain was $1 billion. That's from a young boy who grew up poor, but his mother raised his expectations. I had the privilege of growing up with a very um, strong mother who raised my expectations. She always told me, Bev, if you believe in God and you work hard, you can achieve anything you want. So I grew up, I grew up expecting good things to happen to me, and I still do. 
I live a life of being optimistic. I expect exciting things to happen to me. Everyone says, Pastor Bev, you're always upbeat. But I grew up with a mother who told me, Beverly, if you believe in God, work hard, you can achieve anything. Even after my mom and dad got divorced, and my mom was, uh, had to pay all my dad's debts, so we were poor for a, a short season of our lives. We were so poor that my mom and I used to go and eat at a, a little shop called the One Rander. The One Rander. You could buy food at a One Rander. We used to go and eat at the One Rander. While we were eating at the One Rander, my mother would say to me, Beverly, don't think that we are staying poor for the rest of our lives. This is just a season. We are passing through, but I'm going to work hard and we're going to reach the top. Thank God for a mother who raised my expectations. As I grew up and became a teenager, you know how it is. I was like to be the life of the party, had so many friends, and of course it came to the age when I wanted to date boys. Well, you know, my mother was a kind of mother that if she didn't like what she looked at, she would just tell you, you're not going to um, take my daughter out. Some, some guys would come to my door, knock on the door and say, hi, Mrs. Palmer, I've come to take Beverly out. And she would look at them and she said, no, sorry, she's not going to go out with you. She's never going out with you. You don't need to come back here because she's not going out with you. And she would slam the door. And the truth of the matter is, Robbie Palmer is here and, and my mother did it while she was married to him also, slammed the door on some guys. In fact, there was a guy that I really liked. He was tall and blonde and, and um my mom, everybody knew her where she worked in Durban, and one day she decided to take a lunch break, and she was walking down a passage in Durban. At that time, it was called Murchie's Passage. There was this tall blonde guy that was standing against the wall, and, and she thought, there's that guy that's taking up my daughter. So she went to him, she grabbed his head, and she hit him against the wall, and she said, you may never see my daughter again. And then the guy said, no, Mrs. Palmer, it's not me, it's him. She would always say to me, don't settle for less when God has got his best. Don't settle for less when God has got his best. And I thank God that my mother loved me enough to chase wrong friends away. I'm glad my mother was strong enough to say, you will not see that friend. That friend is no good for you. You won't go out with them. That's not who you should hang out. No, Beverly, she put her foot down and you didn't mess with my mother. And I'm grateful, so grateful. I'll tell you one thing. We had a house party one time. And some people started, it was, we lived in Cape Town and we had a house party and we had it in the garage, my sister and I, and um, some guys started getting into a fight. So my mother got the hose pipe, she put it on, she wet everybody in the party, she wet everybody, everyone left. That was the end of that. She took no nonsense, she told them, get out of here, you're causing strife and, and division, and she just wet everybody, everyone was soaking, they all had to leave. That was my mother. Then when Apostle Theo went to a, a camp, a men's camp, and he was thinking about his future, and he had met me once or twice, and so he was lying in a hammock between two trees, and he was thinking of me. And he said to his friend, Smiley, Smiley, do you know where Bev is? Is she married? Is she going out with anyone? Is she engaged? And Smiley said, look, Theo, the truth of the matter is she's not married, but if you want to get to Bev, you have to go through her mother first. So Pastor Theo, you know, he's so 
He has the wisdom of God. So he was very bold. He phoned my mom and he said, Sheila, I would like to uh, come and have dinner with you. And so my mom and, and I think Rob was there, mom and Rob and, and, uh, and Theo, uh, Apostle Theo had dinner together. Then after dinner, my mom and, and Theo, Apostle Theo went aside and he said, um, Sheila, I've, I think I've fallen in love with your daughter and when she comes back from Bible school, I think I'd like to take her out, court her with the intention of marrying her. My mother said immediately, she got a witness in her heart. She said, yes, you are the, the man for my daughter. I'm going to phone her right now. She phoned me. She said, Beverly, there's someone here you need to talk to. And then when you come back, you're going to marry this gentleman. <laughs> I can go for arranged marriages. It works for me. So that's 40 years, family. So don't settle for less. God has got the best. Raise your expectations. Young people, don't feel desperate. Wait for the right person to come along. And when the right person comes along, they will be the God's best for you. Don't be desperate. Who wants to live with a loser? Who wants to live with a second best? Not me and not you in Jesus' name. And if someone wants to take you out, you can just say, honey, you know what? You're not God's best for me. I'm waiting for God's best for me. That'll turn them off and they won't phone you again. So this evening, I want to raise your expectations. God has got a wonderful plan for each and every one of us. I want you to believe it and I want you to expect it. I believe we are going as a body of Christ into a season of great expectations. The word expectation means to eagerly anticipate something or expectant mental attitude, a thing to look forward to. So tonight we're going to raise our expectations. We're going to put our faith in God. We're going to declare that we're eagerly anticipating something supernatural, something miraculous is going to happen to me. Something miraculous, something supernatural is about to happen to you. I prophesy it over your life. I decree it so in the name of Jesus. Raise your expectations. God wants to do a fresh new thing in our lives. Glory to God. You know, we expect teachers to teach. We expect singers to sing. We expect chefs to cook. We expect dancers to dance. We expect pilots to fly airplanes. We expect preachers to preach, but now it's time to expect God to move on our behalf miraculously and supernaturally. Let's expect God, come on family, to move mightily on the earth with signs, wonders, and miracles, and healings. Let's believe God for the supernatural to be in the natural way of life in our lives. Glory to God. And if you were told that you were a loser, if you were told that you're always going to be poor, if you were told that you're always going to struggle in life, that you'll never overcome your circumstances, then you've come to the right place today because God says you are his child and he's planned you before you were born in your mother's womb. He has a plan just for you. You have the mind of Christ. You're an heir of God through Christ. You're also a new creature in Christ. All 
things, old things have passed away and behold, all things have become new when you become born again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So tonight I break off enemy negative word that's been spoken over you in the name of Jesus. I break any limitation spoken over you in the name of Jesus. I reverse every curse that's been spoken over you in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We declare tonight that you are called of God. We declare that you reign by Christ. That you have eternal life because of Christ. That we live in victory because of Christ. We try in Christ. Give glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, it's exciting to live the supernatural life of Christ. It's wonderful to expect miracles each and every day. Proverbs 23, 7 says, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you love yourself, then invest in yourself. Invest in faith teaching. Invest in teachings that will build your faith and start listening to them every day when you're getting for, ready for work. Put on your faith teachings. Listen to them. Build yourself up every single day with the Word of God. Renew your mind with the Word of God. Let me be my mother in your life today. I want to raise your expectations. I want you to believe God for His best for your life. Believe what the Word says. You know, in Matthew 8, Verse 5, it says, when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and is suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? Look what the centurion replied. He said, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word. Say, say the word. And my servant shall be healed. For I myself am a man under authority with soldiers under me. I tell this one, go, and he goes, and that one, come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it. So not only does a centurion believe God's work, but look, family, he expects God's word to come to pass. He said, just say the word, Jesus. I believe that you're going to perform your word. Now listen, the Roman centurion is actually a professional officer in the Roman army. He wasn't even Jewish. When Jesus heard this, he was astonished. Other translations said he marveled. Jesus said, I haven't found such great faith in Israel. So not only did the Roman officer believe God's word, but family, he expected it to come to pass. He had great expectations that whatever Jesus said he would do, he knew he would do it. In verse 13, it says, Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, and let it be done to you as you believed it would. And his servant was healed at that moment. If only we can have faith like the Roman officer. If only we can believe God's word and expect it to come to pass in our lives. How many of us in the room tonight are going to believe whatever Jesus said in his word, he will do what he says? I want to see your hands. I believe God's word. I believe for signs. I believe for miracles. I believe for the supernatural. I'm expecting great miracles to happen in my life. And what about you? Let's look at Mark 5, 21. It says, when Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then the one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus, 
Jairus came, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. He pleaded earnestly with him, my little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. So Jesus went with him. Look here. Jairus' expectation was, Lord, if you come to my house, if you lay hands on my child, she will be well. The centurion's expectation was, hey, Jesus, just say the word. I believe it will be done. So Jesus told Jairus, Jairus, I'm coming. I'm coming to your home. If we're going to develop our faith and have great expectations that God will do what he said he would do, remember, if our prayers are not answered immediately, a delay is not a denial. A delay is not a denial. We've got to keep our expectations high, keep our faith high, keep believing. It's no time to quit. Keep on believing that God will honor his word. Jesus was delayed in getting to Jairus's house. He was busy healing the lady with the issue of blood. Do you remember the lady with the issue of blood? She had great expectations to be healed because she said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I shall be made whole. So her expectation was touching the hem of, of Jesus' garment. Jairus' expectation is, Jesus, come to my house and lay hands on my child. So we must also understand that the enemy might try and dash our expectations with a negative and evil report. That's just like he is, right? But remember, like I said, delayed results are not denied results. Don't lose your expectation. Don't quit now. So while verse 35 says, while Jesus was speaking, some people from, came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader, your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? But look at Jesus' response. Ignoring the bad report. Ignoring what they said. Jesus said, don't be afraid of the bad report. Don't be afraid of what they said, the negative reports. Don't, believe, uh, don't be afraid of the unbelief. He said, just believe. Just believe. Jesus said, don't lose heart. Jesus said, don't faint. Jesus said, don't lose your expectation. I haven't got to your house yet. I'm on my way. And family, many of you are waiting for Jesus. Guess what? He's on his way. He's coming to your house. He's on his way. He's going to answer the prayers that you're believing him for. Verse 38, when they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion. The people were crying, wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why is all the commotion? Why is it wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. And he put them all out, and he took the child's father, mother. See, Jesus gets rid of unbelief. Jesus gets rid of unbelief. Said, even though I'm the son of God, I can't tolerate unbelief. I can't do miracles with people in here whining with their unbelief. Unbelief out. And so he said, Jesus, uh, he said, put them all out. He took the child's father, mother, and the disciples who were with them, and they went into the, where the child was. Immediately. Hallelujah. It doesn't take Jesus like forever to raise someone up. You know what I'm saying? But immediately, hallelujah, immediately, the girl stood up 
And she began to walk around. She was 12 years of age, and the people were completely astonished. But look at this. Jesus, number one, he kept his word. And number two, Jairus was believing and expecting his daughter would be healed when Jesus laid his hands on his daughter. Jesus was backing up Jairus's expectations. Jesus will back your expectations up. What are you expecting God to do? Because he wants to do it in your life. Jesus wants to exceed our expectations. Jesus wants to raise our expectations. God wants you to believe him for mighty miracles in your life and your family's life. In Luke 5, we see how Jesus wanted to bless Simon Peter beyond his wildest dreams or his imagination. So Jesus wanted to raise Simon Peter's expectations for a breakthrough blessing. How many of you are believing for a breakthrough blessing? A breakthrough blessing. Glory to God. We are believing for breakthrough blessings. Well, listen, um, in Luke 5, verse 1, it says, And so it was, that as a multitude pressed around him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret. And he saw two boats standing by the lake, but the fishermen had gone out of them, for they were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put it out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Simon, launch out into the deep. Let down your nets, plural, for a catch. Apostle Thea always tells us that the reason why God wanted to bless Simon Peter so much is because he gave his boat in the ministry. As I was meditating on it, I thought, here is a good thing. Simon was a volunteer. Thank God for our volunteers. Look what Jesus will do for those who will volunteer. So he gave what he had into the ministry. He volunteered his boat into the ministry. And, and verse 5 says, But Simon answered and said, Master, we have toiled all night. We've caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Singular. Simon was looking in the natural, and he was thinking in the natural realm. He was saying, Jesus, the truth is we exhausted. We did night shift. You know, we've done the graveyard shift. We exhausted. We tired. We don't have any fish. We actually are the uh, the Professional fisherman, Jesus, you're not a fisherman. And so, um, but Lord, at your word, okay, at your word, we'll let down a net. But listen, family, the danger of having low expectations is that you will get low expectations. If you only expect a little, you will get a little. We've got to raise our expectations. Jesus was trying to raise Simon Peter's expectations to believe for a net-breaking, supernatural, accelerated blessing. And Jesus wants to give you tonight a net-breaking, supernatural, accelerated blessing in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Jesus said, just do what I say and see what I will do. Just do what I say and see what I will do. Just do what I say in my word and watch me as I perform my word in your life. And when they had done this, they had caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. They had to signal other uh, people to come and, and help them. 
But can you imagine, oh my word, can you imagine if Simon Peter had his hopes up, his expectation was high, can you imagine if he laid down all the nets? I believe that God wanted to do a three, Ephesians 3.20. He wanted to do now him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think according to the power that works within us. I believe that Jesus wanted to give him so so much fish to get so much money so he could feed the whole village and have plenty left over himself. That's what I feel. I feel how Jesus wanted to multiply his finance, multiply his fish so he could feed the whole village. But his expectation was low. Too many times we take our eyes off the word. We look in the natural. We see why we can't be blessed. We don't think we're worthy to be blessed. We don't think we deserve to be blessed. We don't think we're in the right position to be blessed. We don't think because we're a man, we can't be blessed. Because we're a woman, we can't be blessed. And so we look in the natural why we can't be blessed. But the truth of the matter is if we just believe the word, we can all be blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We can be blessed with Ephesians 3.20. Glory to God. I'm believing for extraordinary, abundant miracles to come in my life. And what about you? Jesus said, hey, wait a minute. Raise your expectation. Believe my word and see the net-breaking breakthrough. So don't lose your expectations. Don't quit now. I want to do exceedingly abundantly above all you can ask or think. Family, this is your time of expectation. This is your time of supernatural miracles. We need to realize that God is moving in a supernatural way and he's looking for people with expectation. I believe at Christian Family Church, it's time for expectation. God is going to do something extraordinary in our church, in our city, in our neighborhoods, in our lives, in our jobs, with our families. God is going to do something extraordinary for us while we expect God to bless us. Glory to God. God is God of more than enough. And God specializes in exceeding our expectations. And the scripture I want to read to you is Acts 3, 1. It says, Now Peter and John went together to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour. And a certain man lame, everybody say lame, from his mother's womb was carried, whom they daily laid at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful to ask for alms from those who had entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms. And fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, look at us. Watch this. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. How many of us have come to church tonight Expecting something from God. How many of us come to church tonight actually not expecting anything? You know what, family? If you don't, if you think Christian life is same old, same old, same old, same old, it's just boring, it's because we're not expecting God to move in our lives. And God wants to move in our lives. So listen to this lame man. He looked up, he paid attention, and he expected something. 
Look in verse 5, it says, He expected something to receive something from them. When God saw that the beggar was expecting something, God changed his life forever. When God sees that you come to him with expectation, he's going to change your life forever. Glory to God. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But what I do have, I'm going to give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping, stood up, walked and entered the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking, praising God. Then they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what happened to him. And I'm going to tell you, family, I believe that when we believe God, something supernatural is going to happen to us. And the people around about us are going to look at us in amazement and wonder, is that the person from Christian Family Church? Is that the person who lived down my road? Look what God has done for them. Hallelujah. What are you expecting tonight? Are you expecting your marriage to come together because it can? Are you expecting a miracle in your body? Well, you can have that miracle. Are you expecting an anointing to break the yoke in some area of your life? It will do this. Hallelujah. Are we expecting revival? Let us praise in expectation. Let us pray in expectation. Let us sow in expectation. Come on, family. We're going to lift our, raise our expectations. Expect your healing. Expect pain to go from your body. Expect depression to be broken off for you. Expect good things to happen to you. Expect the glory of God to come in the church. Expect the glory of God to come in your homes. Expect the presence of God to be in your homes forever, abiding in your homes. God is wanting to change our, near, our, now, our, now, our here and now and our future. I want you to raise your expectations. I want you to say this with me. I receive extraordinary favor on my life. In Jesus' name, because of your favor, the enemy will not triumph over me. I enjoy the blessings of fruitfulness and multiplication. I will live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. I receive your loving kindness and your great goodness and your great goodness. Thank you, Lord. I will not lack any good thing. Thank you, Lord. I experience breakthrough in every area of my life. I receive breakthrough in my finances, in my relationships, in my health. I receive breakthrough in my ministry, in my city, in my prayer life, in my worship time. Let me experience suddenly. Suddenly blessed, suddenly favored, suddenly. Let's believe God for suddenly. And my last one, say this. I will spend my days in prosperity and my years in pleasure because I obey and serve you, Lord, every day of my life. Give the Lord praise in the house. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. 
If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 